0: 18 plus in DC and president select States gambling problem. Call 1-800 gambler or visit RG help.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at vioricom Simmons. Once again, vuori.com slash Simmons. Hey everyone, this is Craig Horlbeck from the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Join me, Danny Heifetz, and Danny Kelly every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to help you win your draft, win your league, and most importantly, avoid that last place punishment. Follow the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify. Chicago everywhere, check it
2: what up, world? You're listening to the Full Goal with Jason Goff, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original.
0: Yeah. To the full go podcast with Jason Golf, brought to you by The Ringer. Of course, Spotify is the gang. And shout out to all of our people out there on FanDuel TV. You can catch this podcast on Sundays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, or whatever other day the Bears decide to break our little hearts here in the city of Chicago. I'm surrounded by my outstanding, fantastic production staff who I'm always uh, looking forward to seeing, except for today. And you know why? You know why? Because for three months now, we've been talking about one game as a fandom, as a city, as a, the, the, the gang where we all fall under the Chicago Bears umbrella. I talk about this on my podcast as much as possible. Hell, to people in the streets, you know what I did today? I went to a tailgate for the first time in my Chicago Bears fandom. Went to a tailgate, saw people walking around, saw a whole bunch of odd people as well, but saw people walking around. The city was a buzz. It's Packers. It's Bears. First game of the season. You in that three o'clock time frame so that means the nation is checking you and maybe two other games out you are center stage you are the fox big game of the week or whatever the hell they want to call it and that happened the worst possible outcome other than justin fields being hurt the worst possible outcome that could possibly happen to this franchise occurred today and I, I'm talking about Sunday afternoon. Well, hell, we, 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 a few hours, a couple of hours after the game just, just finished. So we are fresh off of this loss. I want to say this, and I want to say this and be clear about it. If you've been tracking anything that I've been talking about with this team and how I felt in the offseason and what they should have done, you know exactly how I feel right now. If you've been tracking anything that I've been saying about this team during training camp, remember remember after training camp, I tapped on this microphone right here in front of my face and said, hey y'all, this don't feel the way it's supposed to feel and guess why it didn't feel that way? Because they got treated as if they won 13 damn games last year and were allowed to, you know, traipse their way through training camp and not show anything. To Do the whole, hey, we're we not showing anything. we we keeping it keeping our cars close to the vest. We had a great week of practice against the Indianapolis Colts who, by the way, you know, they messed up my three leg, my same game parlay. By the way, <laughs> them and the Jacksonville Jaguars little tussle, little pillow fight that they had for three and a half hours in NapTown. But I'll digress. This is exactly what I was speaking of. The worst possible outcome that could have possibly happened going into this game was Jordan Love outplaying Justin Fields and the Packers stomping a mud hole in the Chicago Bears. And guess what happened? Jordan Love outplayed Justin Fields and the Packers beat the hell out of the Chicago. Don't let this thirty-eight to twenty score fool you. Don't let it fool you at all the the green bay packers tried their hardest they're hardest to keep the Bears in this game. They forgot about Aaron Jones for long spells of the game before his hamstring injury. They did not have Christian Watson, their number one wide receiver, going into this game. But they did have those eight first-round picks on the defensive side of the football that were ready to rain terror on this offensive line. And this offensive line that we speak of, who in training camp told you that, hey, by the way, anytime Nate Davis want to wanna, <laughs> wanna clock in, it'd be great. Huh? Your free agent signing? Remember the Titans boys we was talking about with Nate Davis and Demarcus Walker, how they performed today. The first game of the season is no time for me to be hearing shit about effort, for me to be hearing things about cohesion. You had 111 days. 111 days to get ready for the Green Bay Packers. And I'm hearing about effort and watching guys not run to the football. I'm hearing Bears players who went to the last Super Bowl for the Bears, right? And we're going to have one join us every single week right here on the Full Goal Podcast. Former B- Bears defensive end Alex Brown, University of Florida Hall of Famer Alex Brown. He's going to be joining us on a weekly basis. I, ha- I heard him and Lance Briggs talk about guys not running to the football. This ain't week 11. This isn't week 11. What are we talking about here? If the team is that banged up, the guys can't run to the football. Well, guess what? You could do bad with a second rounder, a third rounder, an undrafted player. This is the first week of the football season. And we're talking about this. And speaking of the first week of the football season and us talking about something. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. You see that second round pick value out there wide out? See him not wanting to engage. You see him not wanting to do his job several different times. You know who I'm talking about. The man who will not go uh, mentioned, who will go unnamed, unmentioned on this podcast. Good old number 10. I saw him a couple of times on screens not do his job. We, we talked crazy about Equinemius St. Brown for the last couple of years and all he pretty much is a blocker downfield. Well, guess what? Would have been nice, especially with the screen game plan, to have somebody with the balls that Equinemius St. Brown has had for the last couple of years blocking downfield. Instead, instead, you got divas who are worried about playing time and all the other things that don't matter when it comes down to it. Can't free their man. Darnell Mooney got killed twice because Chase Claypool decided that, eh, you know what? I've done enough blocking here on this play. DJ Moore, the guy you traded, well, part of the package, you traded the number one overall pick, three targets, two catches. I don't give a damn how much cloud coverage because now that we get into the Luke Getsy form of this argument or this conversation. Luke Getzey took seven games last year for him to realize what Justin Fields was and what he wasn't. They implemented that, that Baltimore Ravens playbook or whatever the case may be, stealing plays from off of Monday Night Football and Thursday Night. You had 111 days. 111 days to know what you were going up against with what you were going up against them with. Justin Fields This is the part that's going to be a little, uh, how should we say, uncomfortable. I tweeted out a picture of Caleb Williams and Bears fans lost their mind. Bears fans jumped in their feelings. Look how you switching up on him. How dare you? Huh? Look at this now. Golf, I knew it. Huh? You just another one of these dudes that's just talking. Hey, hey, y'all. I don't give a damn if that was your brother if that's your cousin, or if that's your daddy-to-be, if Justin Fields is going to play behind this and play like he played, because it wasn't it wasn't just the offense's fault. It wasn't just the offensive line's fault. It wasn't just Luke Getze's fault. Because when there were times to make a play, few and far between. But when there were times, eh. I don't think this is one of Justin's better days. And I don't care how you feel about him. I don't care how you feel about the state of black quarterbacking in the NFL. Shout out to 14 of 32 starters being brothers this year, you know, starting the season, you know, and even whatever, even whatever they got going on in Arizona. We already know that that's, you know, we, we can push that to the side, but I don't care how you feel about Justin Fields. If it continues like this, or if this is a harbinger for things to come this season, you can be the biggest Justin Fields fan you want to be. It's going to be in another city. It's going to be in another city. So it's not me switching it up and saying I'm not down for Justin. Listen, there's nothing more that I want for Justin Fields to quarterback my favorite team to a Super Bowl in the next half a decade. Nothing more. But contract clocks, other people's picks. (laughs) right Ryan Poles has is not beholden he has no ties to Justin Fields this is the make or break year and that is the start that's the start of things now he goes to the podium and he answers the questions in the ways that he's supposed to right could have used a little bit more you know me instead of we but when you're third eight. And when you're third and 12, and when you're second and 20, and when you're second and 15, when you're playing behind the sticks an entire football game, I don't know what more you can expect. And then when it's time for him to play above or beyond the talent that he is around, he makes decisions like throwing in the triple coverage in the middle of the field. This was an absolute breakdown top to bottom an organizational failure. And I'm not overstating this. This is the division that is up for grabs. You see what the Vikings just had done to them by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Who told you that the Vikings defense was getting ready to be ground into dust this year? The Detroit Lions went out and did what they had to do on the road against the defending champions in Kansas City. I know Chris Jones wasn't playing. I know Travis Kelsey wasn't playing. But, hey, if they lose that game, all we're saying is the same old Detroit Lions, right? You got a chance. To put a division rival, your chief rival, in the hole 0-1 and also that whole we're going to take the North and never give it back shit, now's the best time to do it. <laughs> but what happened? Y'all made Jordan Love, who I am still convinced can't play NFL football at a high level. Still convinced. The fall down tight end play? That's what they ran on, y'all? With all the money that you spent on linebackers and and draft resources in that second, they they ran a play that you would see on Little Giants. They ran the annexation of Puerto Rico on your dumb asses and scored. So I don't want to hear it. You go 10 picks and don't pick one edge rusher. Not one and then wonder why you're not getting any pass rush. Allen Williams and Matt Eberflus. I don't care if Jaquan Briska has to be blitzing. I don't care if you got to learn Kyler Gordon got to learn how to blitz from the nickelback spot. I don't—hey, Tremaine Edmonds, you're 6'5", 240 pounds. You're going to have to shoot a gap, everyone. So I—if you can't get pressure with four, the Tampa two, cover two, whatever you want to call a defense is trash. It's the most basic defense in the game. You have to outplay everybody. Andrew Billings, for some reason, the Green Bay Packers feared him enough to double-team him quite often. You singled up. Yannick Ngagwe, got a sack, got a quarterback hit. Cool. Need way more pressure out your player. You are here for one reason and one reason only. And you're playing for a deal. On the other side, Justin Jones, milk carton. The rest of the defensive line, all roller skates, rock, skate, roll, bounce, they asked the entire two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes that that game was still, you know, in question. At the end, it was party time. So yeah, this shouldn't feel good. No Bears fan feels good right now. And I I can't say that I called it because I didn't. Game one against the Packers was not the game that I considered, man, there might be a lack of effort today. And by the way, don't know if y'all watch the Philadelphia Eagles, huh? There's a certain bulldog who uh, got drafted by the Eagles who was wanted by, I don't know, this podcast and people around me who are like-minded individuals, huh? Jalen Carter, second most pressures, sacks and snaps for a defensive lineman in his rookie debut in the last 20 years. Meanwhile, Good on number 58, Darnell Wright, is out here. We used to, we used to talk about Blake Brockermeyer having a, an alarm on his head right back in the day when he was he was a tackle for the Bears, right? You had that, you'd had have the Blake Brockermeyer alert where the bell would just go off with the lookout blocks like, oh, they're coming. Hope you got rid of that ball because I'm done doing my blocking. Darnell Wright was out there looking like a turnstile in certain moments tonight everybody's hurt already so what are we talking about if tevin jenkins is this important to the offensive line you have a problem braxton jones doing his best Jawan taylor impersonation jumping offside false starting as much as he possibly can until they called it out lucas patrick is is barely a backup and that's your starting center right now yeah man i did not see this coming You can't tell me that you had the number one pick overall. You are not going to really, really put it into preseason any gear at all. Your training camp was a breeze. All these things are happening. And then you come out and lay that egg against a division rival on a national stage. And then with three minutes left, you are huddling. You're down three scores. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? It's beyond football. It's urgency. It's all that hits principle stuff that Matt Eberflus likes to preach. They failed. It was an overwhelming failure today. And they should feel that way. None of it should feel okay. There's way too many uh, we you get to clean that up. you do ain't get to clean nothing up. You get one of these every week. And some of you on the clock right now got 16 more of these, whether it be the quarterback or some of the people around, Luke Getsey. Like, come on. It's the Green Bay Packers with Jordan Love. And, and without their number one wide receiver, an offensive line that is in flux, and they come out there and stomp your ass in the wine. I got more to say about this, but my producer, Chris, has given me the wrap it up sign. So hopefully y'all will tune in to the Full Goal Podcast. Hopefully the Bears will do something different against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And hopefully Alex Brown will uh, break this down in a more, uh, you know, specific and earnest and learned manner. Right now I'm just angry as a fan for watching that for three hours and getting my hopes up. We'll do this every Sunday, every Tuesday, and every Thursday, or when there's an emergency podcast that is necessary. This is The Full go. We appreciate you, FanDuel TV, for hanging out with us. We'll catch y'all later.
2: We'll be back with more of The Full go with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors.
0: Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. We got a big one, Monday Night Football, Buffalo Bills against the revamped New York Jets. I got the Jets on the money line. I got Stephon Diggs as an anytime touchdown scorer. It's going to be a terrific matchup, by the way. You got DJ Reed, you got Sauce Gardner, you got Stephon Diggs. One of those two guys is going to be on that dude for about 75%, 80% of the snaps. You talk about one-on-one matchups that I want to watch. I think Stephon Diggs is going to win one of those matchups. So I got Stephon Diggs as an anytime touchdown scorer. I got new New York Jets running back, Dalvin Cook as another anytime touchdown scorer and a burgeoning star in the NFL. He did a terrific job on Hard Knocks. You love his personality. You love his professionalism. You love his youthful exuberance. Garrett Wilson, I got him as an anytime touchdown scorer. So my same game parlay for Bills versus Jets is the Jets to win on the money line. Stephon Diggs, Dalvin Cook, and Garrett Wilson as anytime touchdown scorers. Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to play props and so much more so visit fanduel.com slash full go that's fanduel.com f-u-l-l-g-o and kick off the nfl season with an offer you won't want to miss fanduel official partner of the nfl must be 21 plus and present in select states first online real money wager only $10 first deposit required bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com nfl sunday ticket offer ends september 18th 2023 no refunds terms and embargoes apply $100 off nfl sunday ticket not youtube tv youtube tv base plan required to watch youtube tv redemption requires a google account and current form of payment commercial use excluded. Coming up next on the Full Go podcast, I get a chance to hang out with one of my industry colleagues and friends, right? Like Alex Brown and I have been talking about football, conversing about football. You know, I've been booking him for football things for years now. I finally get a chance to have Alex Brown as a part of this podcast. We're going to be doing it on a weekly basis. AB will be breaking down exactly what happened in the trenches, especially on that line of scrimmage when we talk about the Bears' offensive and defensive lines what went wrong what went right of course this week we got to talk about the packers game bears get stomped out 38 to 20 and ab is here to talk about it. alex brown good old number 96 joining us weekly here on the full goal podcast the full goal with jason golf we're good man we're good thank you
1: this episode is brought to you by anytime fitness See website for details.
0: So much, man. I appreciate you uh doing this this year. It's gonna be it's gonna be big for us and uh you already know how I feel about you. So for I sure, appreciate baby. you, bro. Oh same, man. You.
2: you know, I wouldn't even if, if the feeling wasn't mutual, you know me. I mean I wouldn't even do it. You know, I know yeah. I, I know you know what the hell you talking about.
1: You know what I mean? And that's <laughs> and that's part not. of it. <laughs>
2: Apparently not. Well, Apparently not. Well, let's, let's get into that, because I'm ready. I'm ready for all of that. <laughs>
0: oh my lord all right so uh after the bears games mm-hmm. we're going to have a weekly guest this year and it's none other than good old number 96 uh in the orange and blue alex brown eight seasons as a chicago bear of course you know the 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 0506 defense Terrorizing people, and I'll, I'll have y'all know by the way that uh, you know Alex Brown got a Defensive Player of the Year vote yes, in two thousand and six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all didn't, y'all don't remember that, huh? Do you, Googles? Back when Nathan Basha was returning everything, man. and Erlacher won it, and Briggs mm-hmm. got some votes, but yeah, my dude. main man Alex Brown got in AB, thank you so much for joining us here Good on job. the Full Go. Looking forward to this entire season. You've been in a lot of Bears Packers affairs mm-hmm. before. Before we even get into the game what is that week like what is the conversation like we, we, from the outside looking in we hear all this stuff about Packers week and we hear mm-hmm. about what it means up at Hallis Hall but on on the inside you mm-hmm. know before you get to whatever this game was that we watched today uh what is that what's the general tenor of things at the, in the building mm-hmm. and, and how you're supposed to go about Packers week
2: I think it's a little different I mean honestly I think it's more or less like walking on eggshells when you're young in your first or second year because you really don't know, right? So, I mean, hell, I grew up in Florida. I don't know anything about Bears Packer Week, you know what I mean? So, but you you kind of, like, if, if you want to explain it, it's almost like your college rival just at times two, right? Um, it's mm-hmm. almost like that high school rival times two. Like, it's kind of like that. Um, but the fans, and it's, and it's odd because college, you kind of grew up in it. Um, or high school, you grew up in a college, you got there, unless you go somewhere far. Like, I went to Florida, 45 minutes away, I understood the Florida, Florida State, Florida, Georgia, I understood it already. When I come to Chicago, I have no idea. So, and it's the people, like, how you see them act. When you're playing Cincinnati, it's a different deal. When you're playing Detroit, it's okay. You playing Minnesota, it's okay. When you play the Green Bay Packers, you see and you feel the energy in the sense of you can win two games this year. Then let it be these two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care what else you do. You need to win these two games right here. And un- there's very few people on the team that even know what that is, unless they're here for a while. I was very fortunate mm-hmm. enough to be with the Bears for eight years. So I got a real good feeling of how that, that robbery is Cole commit is the one that knows about it, right? The guys that grew up here, they know about like that robbery. They grew up around it and it means something different to them. When you look at Justin, well, Justin grew up in Kennesaw, Georgia. Like, I mean, they really know. Like, like you see, right. D, you see DJ more, DJ Moore come in with the Peyton Jersey today. It's like, like, yeah, okay, like, right. it's cute, you know what I'm saying? Like, but do you really understand, like, what that means? And, I mean, right now, I don't think they do. Uh, there were games that we come out, man, and we, you got tears in guys' eyes after a while because you know, like, this is the game. Like, you look, go, let's go back a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the viewers might not, might not remember this, but I definitely remember in 2001, in 2001, the year before I even got here. The Bears won thirteen games. Thirteen. Thirteen and lost. three. They lost, they two lost two of them to the Packers. And you know what? People weren't even happy. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's how right. it is. It's like that. You you they they might as well had a went five and eleven and let two of them five wins be against the Packers, they would have been happy. And it's not like that. Like that's that's the feel, and that is kind of the how the season or how the locker room goes for the people that have been here, as opposed to the guys that are just coming here, you almost have to let them know and guide them to, Hey, this right here mean a little more. I don't know how much I can say on here, but I'm telling like this right here mean a little more this week. So we don't practice harder. You don't practice like you don't like give more effort. You have to give everything you got, but you understand that. I mean, I heard the thing. I heard the commentators talking about it uh, during this game. And it was, instead of having uh, Lil's mom sit in this area, Justin Gay, man, the hell with that, man. I'm sorry. She got to sit up top. Like for right. this game, she got to see somewhere else. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. So we ain't looking so, out
0: for this one. no, nah, no. Nah, nah, I, I got
2: it. Hey, when we when we come to Detroit, I got her. She can go. I got you, like, right? Yeah, but not this one, man. I can't do it.
0: Oh, I can't do boy. it.
2: So that's that's it. That that is the mindset in that in the locker room.
0: All right, let's let's get to what happened. Let's do it. Sunday. Yeah. 3:15 game, got mm-hmm. the Island game, big mm-hmm. a- a- NFL game of the week on Fox. Bears mm-hmm. Packers got your number one broadcast team out there. Yeah. Coming into the game, I thought this would be a stamp game for Justin Fields. It had to be Mm-hmm. It's first time that they have started a dude outside of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre in 30 years, mm-hmm. right? This is all this take yeah. the North back and never give it mm-hmm. all that, all that stuff. Jordan Love was supposed to be the victim today. And what I saw, and I still, I got to be honest with you, A.B., and I, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a football idiot. I still don't know if Jordan Love is cold. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. Because Jordan Love got a chance to play seven seven football today, we can talk. We can talk about the offense all we want, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get into that. But man, meanwhile, I'm yeah. watching Jalen Carter run around looking like uh, Warren Sapp out here. <laughs> you feel me? Like AB, yeah. You 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 are hard on defensive linemen. Yes. You are hard on defensive units. You came up under Lovey Smith and mm-hmm. all them Ron Rivera and them dudes. Like yeah. That defense today I I heard Peanut Tillman one time say if a, in a cover two or tab two defense, if the quarterback could pat the ball, somebody's not doing their job, see, ain't, I, ain't saw, a, I, a, I saw I saw Jordan Love doing a whole a bunch, a bunch of patting. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna call HR on him like he can't be caressing that ball like that. Now this is getting a little it's yes. getting a little graphic out there. Yes, it was determined. ridiculous. they yeah. like, "What what what did you see, man?" That's
2: exactly what I saw. That, that's exactly what I saw. <laughs> Dylan Day- Carter, I'm gonna just hit on that real quick. Jalen Carter, he was, (laughs) listen, he was not that guy. I'm in Atlanta. He's not. He was. I was watching film. He needs to be Tommy Harris to be drafted where we were going to draft him. And he is Mm. not Tommy Harris. So I wouldn't have taken it. I wouldn't have taken it. Just because you're the best defensive tackle in this year's draft class doesn't mean you're a top 10 pick. It doesn't mean that. Like, because the top... The, the top, like my, so my draft, so my draft, mm-hmm. yeah. there's Peppers and Freeney coming out. Okay. we well. talk about some dogs, right? <laughs> yes, right? Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. Now, the next year's draft, and I ain't, and I'm never trying to shit on, or my bad. I ain't never trying to, I ain't never You're trying fine. to shit on nobody. <laughs> but like when Pollock came out, well, Peppers and Freeney oh. wasn't in that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They 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 yeah. wasn't they wasn't in that. So I think Paula yeah. was a hell of a player. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying, like it's just it's just different. Like when you He's got levels. a whole bunch of players that can ball, yeah, another guy might look better, but he ain't just because you're the best in that draft class. I don't mean you a dog. So so coming back, I just don't think Carter was Tommy Harris. I don't. Okay. I think he I I don't know. He might end up being, but coming out of the draft, I don't think he was. So I didn't mind that. I thought we had a lot more holes to fill than just having Jalen Carter. Now you fast forward to the today's game, and my gosh, we could have used
0: <laughs> we could have
2: used the guy on the defensive line. Oh my god! Like I don't the boys had roller it. skates on today. Man. Ro- <laughs> like it was it was so bad. Like we couldn't stop the run. We couldn't rush the passer. And then and then uh, Lafleur he get, he he did us a favor. He stopped running. <laughs> he stopped running Jones. Like, oh, okay. So after the first drive till halftime, it was like, all right, yeah, we, hey, we're looking good. We got this. Because they, they really weren't doing anything on offense at that time. Nope. And then the third quarter happened. And they came out and started running the football again. And we can't stop the run. We couldn't last year. We couldn't rush the passer last year. And that's the same thing happening, well, what I saw today. We can't stop the run. And we are not getting off of one-on-one blocks. We're not beating them. And it's not like people are max protecting, okay? They are mm. not. I'm looking across, and we got one guy that's double-teamed, the nose tackle always, right? So they, they cleaning up that middle of that pocket to keep that guy from penetrating. Now you got three on ones and everybody at velcro. is velcro to the chest on the offensive line. I'm like, what are we doing, guys? Like, what is happening? And this is what I'm seeing. We paid, um, we paid a kid... Pass rusher, $10 million to come here and get us some pressure. Yeah, Yannick Ngakwe, Ngakwe, Ngakwe right? Ngakwe, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he come around. He come around on a stunt. Where it took him six seconds to get there. Well, that's a coverage sack. We, I mean, we could have paid anybody to come here and get coverage sacks. We need you to beat a guy on third and 12. We need you to beat that left tackle. Batiari was beating the brakes off of him today. I'm talking about just hemming him up, and he had no answer for it. So, and neither did the other ones either. So I ain't just on him. I'm on the whole defensive right. line. Right. And we didn't, and the I guess the weird part was we didn't change. We just put that pressure on them to get home. Well, now, okay, if you can't get home now, we got to start sending people. Because this boy is back there, like you said, he's too comfortable. He is way too comfortable back there, and we need to start sending some more people to get him off his spot. And we weren't able to do that. But we didn't do it. How?
0: how hard is that to cuz you know we always hear about second half adjustments and, yep. it, and i've talked mm-hmm. to some some of your your former teammates talked mm-hmm. to you about it yep. like how hard is it to implement a game plan all week long and then halftime go hey this shit ain't working, y'all. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we gotta do this. We gotta do that. Is there a mm-hmm. certain level of comfortability? Is there a football IQ that has to be understood? Where it's like, I can trust that this guy can veer off of an assignment because we need to get home. Like, mm-hmm. how can you implement pressure midway through a game schematically? Uh, it, I, I think, it, I think it takes, it takes a a lot
2: of, um, I guess self belief, and it takes a lot of dignity to say, you know, what, this shit ain't working. We gotta do something else. So I, I've used this on the radio and in TV before. When we would play Seattle, and Walter mm-hmm. Jones is the left tackle. Walter Jones, first Ballot Hall of Famer. And you go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you're like, okay, if I do this, 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 and this, oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. And then that first, that first third and long, you do this, 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 and this, and he body slam. you. you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that ain't no <laughs> So at that point, at that point, you didn't make a decision, right? You didn't make a decision like, hey, am I going to keep trying this? That obviously isn't working, or I'm going to do something different. So I think after you see three, four, five, six rushes, we're not like none of my guys are winning. It's not like one's winning, so I need to make sure I keep him on the one-on-one and maybe do some games on the other side. No, 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 no. Nobody was winning. And it's like, well, what the hell are we doing? We got to get some pressure on him because he is he is performing great when he's standing back there, like you said, seven on seven. He's performing great. Now let's see if he performs that same that same level if we got some people flying at him. So let's make him think. Let's make him get those these hot routes because today they weren't sending people. Well, we had people open and Justin Ooh. wasn't hitting them. Justin was not hitting the open guy right now. Justin was waiting for the play. Okay, this is the play. Well, hell, son, the play ain't working. We need to hit this open guy. Let's move on. Let's move the sticks, move the sticks, move the sticks. I I just, I don't want, I don't want, and I, I hear it when I'm listening to different Chicago shows. I don't want Justin to become a pocket passer. I do not. I want Justin to be who he is. If you right. feel like you need to run, son, run. Like, do not sit in that pocket and try to become something you're not. Like, nobody's asking Tom Brady to run the RPO. Right,
0: right. Yeah, you don't have the <laughs> skill set for that,
2: right? <laughs> like, if you got the skill set for something, they're not asking um, Brock Purdy to do something that he's not good at. Why are mm-hmm. we asking Justin to do it? Why can't he be that player and just help us get to the playoffs year in and year out, and we build a team around his skill set. You, If you put – that, that's exactly what Baltimore did. Baltimore built a team around Lamar's skill set. Why can't we do that? Why does he have to be a pocket passer? I want to win. I don't care how we win. I want to win. I do not – defense matters. If we can't stop people, we're going to give up 30 points a game. We're in trouble anyway right? We gave up 31 today. They had to pick six back to the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what yeah. Justin was looking at in that one. I think he tried to explain it, but he said he tried to fit a ball in that. Why? There, there's no reason to. Like, go ahead and right. get the open guy and let's move on. But it, I'm going to see. I'm going to need to see more. I was very, very, very disappointed with what I saw today. Had I saw this a year ago, I wouldn't have been as disappointed. And this is why. Because at the end of this year, maybe even before then, we got to decide if we're going to pay him $40 million or not, a year. And there was a team up in the northeast part of the country by the New York G-Men. Man. They made a decision to pay Daniel Jones $40 million and he looked like, absolute trash. Yeah. He looked like trash tonight. So I just, I'm not ready for that. I, I know that I'd much rather... With the situation we're in, let's evaluate Justin. Let's see where he's at. If we're if, if he proves, I'm talking nine, ten wins, okay, that's a $40 million. Okay, let's do it. If he doesn't, that's going to put us in a position where we can get a Caleb Williams and a Marvin Harrison, Jr., because Carolina going to be terrible. So, yeah, we're going to get that pick. We're going to have two top five picks if Justin doesn't come out. Now, we're going to address the quarterback position, and we're going to address another a uh, big-time playmaker on offense. And that's where I'm at. So, like, this year is not a, like, a lose-lose. It's actually a win-win. I'm going to either find You're out. You're going to find something out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to find You're out if I got so... my quarterback. hmm Or we're going to move on and we're going to restart the clock on the quarterback. Now we got another four years or three and a half or whatever on a rookie deal, and we can keep building the team around him. you know? It's the Fool goal
0: Offensive line wise, yeah. Yeah. um yeah, I saw somebody tweet out like all the things that Ryan Poles had at his disposal this year, whether it be the draft picks, the ninety million dollars in cap room. And pretty much all he did was turn over one starting position on the offensive line, which was Nate Davis. Mm-hmm. Right, because other than that, you got Cody White here and there, Tevin Jenkins when he comes back, you draft Arnell Wright, mm-hmm. and of course Braxton Jones was already there. Braxton was doing his best Juwan Taylor impression, oh, boy. He was, to, he was trying to get off that thing as soon as he possibly could, boy. He was, he and was. boy, you, you heard that? You heard the truck backing up, the beep beep yes. beep before before the ball even got close to getting right. stabbed. I'm like, damn, is it, is it Darius Smith there again? Like, I know Sean Gary and them boys could turn the corner, but your man Braxton Jones is out there doing his thing. And offensive line, I remember, and I, and I told a story uh in the first segment. I remember I used to go up to Brevinet during the practice and, and and watch y'all practice and go wait for y'all in the cafeteria. And mm-hmm. it was always um it, it was it, it was beautiful in a way to me to mm-hmm. watch the synchronization of the way Olin recruits in the offensive line would walk mm-hmm. out. Of the cafeteria. Yes. My holder would be in the middle. You yes. know, Ruben, Ruben would be on his left. Yes. You feel me? Like the tackles would be on the outside Seriously. of them. And they would walk that way. Mm-hmm. So for OTAs, training camp, preseason, and all these things to happen, mm-hmm. and none of these dudes to even get snaps together. Yeah. Not not, not synergy. Now, knowing uh, which, you know, all right, this dude's shoulder is a little banged up. I know I'm going to have to hold this block a, 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 a beat later. Mm-hmm. All right, this dude's really strong. I can open up and make sure I know that I'm not going to get beat to my right side. Because those yep. little things, mm-hmm. an offensive line got to play together, man. They do. So, We back right where we started, to me, because if Tevin Jenkins is this important to an offensive line, you got issues. Mm -hmm. Nate Davis, supposed to be Tennessee tough, come over here with Demarcus Walker. We just got introduced to both the players that they signed in the offseason on Mm -hmm. the offensive and defensive line today. Today. Like, what goes into offensive line... synchronicity and toughness and togetherness and all those things because just because you got names doesn't mean guys know how to play with each other yet.
2: Right, right. And that's I think that's the whole point. Like because they work as a unit. Like you can have you it's very hard like to have a guy on the offensive line outside of the left tackle just be a dominant individual type player where he's almost like that corner that you leave by himself and he's <laughs> going to handle business over there. Right, he's Shout just going to take, Willie, yeah, <laughs> roof, Willie Rove. Yeah, uh, Willie Rove, Orlando Pace, uh, Walter Jones, like these, Trey <laughs> Thomas, like these type of guys were just these were these type of guys. Other teams, sometimes you don't have that type of talent, and um, you got you need that synchronization. You need that time working together because it. I learned what he's not good at. I learned his weaknesses, his strengths. And now we can start to play along and now we can synchronize. And now I know in this particular, on this particular play, he might need a little more help here and I'll just get up on the linebacker late, you know, ooh, like it's just ooh. learning that little stuff. But when you're not there, hey, let's, I mean, I'm going to throw this out there because I learned this shit today. So Nate Davis didn't practice much at all. At all. Now, and I, that I knew, I knew he wasn't practicing still kind of like, what? What do you mean you ain't practicing? You just paid, you fought a million. Like, how you ain't practicing? Okay. But then, so this week, I think he had some personal issues, whatever they were, yeah. but he was yeah. at practice. But he was at practice. He just went practicing. That, that I don't get. That, I don't understand that. And, and people can, you can be as sensitive or people can be as sensitive as they want. I have nothing to do with whatever his personal issues is or his family, whatever that is. If you're at practice, why aren't you practicing? Like, I don't, I, I, it just doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me. I don't understand it, but it's being allowed, right? So guys are uh, being allowed to do all these different things. And then you, on Sunday, you want them to come together and play as a team. What well, is this crazy? It's crazy to think that you want, you, you're trying to evaluate Justin Fields behind this right here. This nonsense that you're putting in front of him. And I don't get it. I I really would like to understand it because I don't. I I just, uh, there's too many rules for different guys. If he can mispractice, this guy can mispractice. We got 40% of the offensive line did not practice all week for the Green Bay Packers. How how important is this game to you? Like, I don't, like, tell me. How important Mm. is this? I didn't miss practice. I need to pray. I gotta get this this stuff done, and then so so if you miss practice in our day, when you miss practice, you better go out and ball out. You can't go out and get your behind toe up, you know. Like and that's what I saw. Like Davis went out that heat. He a damn a damn swinging door. He open the door for the guy. Oh, come on through. And Justin back there running for his life. That boy made some moves with his feet today.
0: Ooh,
2: yeah, I was like, how in yeah. the world he got out of that? You know. So yeah. it's just. Like that right there, I think this offensive line, hopefully as we see them throughout the year and they start practicing together, they start to get a little synchronized and a little more chemistry. Hopefully we see them be better and we can actually truly evaluate um, Justin Fields.
0: When games like this happen during your career, mm-hmm. what, you just mentioned you know, what resonates with you, mm-hmm. what resonated with the teams that you played with? The... Chew your ass out until the, the 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 paint was was coming off the walls, or just that 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 slow and steady. Pace of the clicker going back and forth mm-hmm. on every play that you missed and you just waiting for yours and everything's quiet. Like what, what hits home for, for, for young teams, for veteran teams, for mm-hmm. teams with high expectations, mm-hmm. for teams who are on the clock, like this one is, because let's face it, they turned over half this team over in one year. It's yep. still another half that's waiting to get turned over if I'm Ryan Poles. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not beholden to anybody outside the dudes that I picked. Right. You feel me? Exactly. I'm still cleaning up Ryan Pace's yeah. mess. Mm-hmm. So what what do you think is happening the rest of this week in terms of getting to the point where we've done talking about cleaning things up one week into the season?
2: Yeah, I, I think what will happen and what I think should happen is totally different. I don't think what I'm about to say is going to happen, but I think it okay. should happen. I think these plays where guys are coming free, guys are getting their tail beat, defense, offense, um, special teams, when you take a ball, when you return a ball, six yards deep in the end zone and you get to the 11-yard line, this needs to be played in front of the team. It needs mm-hmm. to be in played in front of the team and the guys that don't give two shits about it, they need to be gone. The ones that it bother because they do not want to disappoint, well, first themselves, they want to do their job well. They don't want to disappoint their teammates and they don't want to disappoint right. their coaches. These are the guys that I want in the building. So this needs to be played in a team meeting you, the coaches, there's only so much pressure that coaches can put on you. The players put pressure on you. It's the players that put the pressure on you to do it right. And then the captains of the team, they have to know the players so they know how and what buttons to press. Mm. Erlacher was really good at, I'm going to take Peanut and Vacher, for instance. If you MF Peanut, Peanut gonna buckle down and get it done. If you M. F. Vasher, he he mad as hell at you. He ain't think about it job no more. He's just mad at you now. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta ways. know how to work with him. Yes, there's right. different ways that you have to be able to handle certain people, and certain people gonna respond totally different um, right. to situations. So that's what I think should should happen. I don't think they do it because I think they'll feel like oh, it's an embarrassment. I don't want that is what I'm trying to do. I want to see who cares. I want to see yeah. if I play this in front of the team this week and then it happened again, I play it again next week. I want to see who in here is going to say something to you because yeah. I'm I'm saying it. to. I'm blue in the face. I'm the coach. Yeah, I'm going to say it. But I want to see who else around you is going to say something to you because if you are not doing your job, it makes it harder for me to do my job. Like if Tommy Harris didn't do his job, it was harder for me to do my job. If if Wale didn't do his job, well, it made it tougher for me. Even though he played the opposite end, but if he goes underneath when, when he's not, when he's supposed to stay up top and keep that quarterback in the hole, in in the pocket, now when I turn the corner, well, he's he's getting out the gate on the other side. Wait a minute. If you yeah. had stayed up the field, I got a sack right here. You know, like, it's just that stuff. Like, And they have to take it upon themselves to police this type of stuff. And... I don't know if they're doing it. I, I really don't. I think this is this is more about this is my buddy. This is my dude. Is you can be my dude, but I need you to do your damn job.
0: We're gonna be unemployed <laughs> as you. friends. We're gonna be, <laughs> we're gonna be unemployed <laughs> as friends. Yes, that is it. So, which is a problem. Uh, right. Right. Oh man, Tampa Bay, the next game. Yeah. Cause, you know, <laughs> I was talking about it in the first segment as well. You know, you, you you're looking at a Tampa Bay team that 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 walked in on Minnesota and pushed them around a little bit at the mm-hmm. crib. Mm-hmm. And then after that you got the Chiefs who looking to lay the wood on people because of what they look like in mm-hmm. week one um this the schedule uh, everybody was like looking at the beginning of the schedule like oh okay, you know this 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 could be a, a three and four team out the gate three and, se- uh, be be and seven be careful hey, 1 and 8. Hey, uh, early 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 florida games traveling to florida i mean you could speak to it you know that humidity is a little bit different mm-hmm. <laughs> so what need Not only what needs to get cleaned up, but, like, how do you go about the game next week? Knowing that injuries are what they are, it seems like they came out of this one clean enough, even though Chase Claypool did his best to get Darnell Mooney killed a couple of times on he those did, screens. And he almost did. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, what— Back to the drawing board, like, what what happens this week in mm-hmm. terms of where the Bears have to find their foundation? Because now we've seen four games, mm-hmm. and three preseason and one regular season, mm-hmm. where we still don't know a damn thing about the Bears.
2: What's the identity? I mean, we've been saying this when, when Nagy was here, we didn't know. Eva is here. It's supposed to be defense, and our defense is giving up 30-plus. Like, I don't know what the identity is. I need to know that. Um... But what we're doing this week is we're putting an emphasis on this game right here because 0-2 with the rest of the schedule coming up, that, that first game, if, if we're really looking at it, if we're really looking at it as of right now, the Green Bay game was the one that you should have won. Right. Now you're talking about a Tampa Bucks team a Tampa Bay Bucks team that just beat the team that, that a lot of people think is going to win the division. They, they just beat them. And now the only question, so there was question marks on, on the Bucks Is the quarterback, is it going to be Trask? Is it going to be Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, of they got to win. Now the questions here was at quarterback, true with love, but they're missing their top receiver. Tampa Bay ain't missing no receiver. They're not missing a receiver. Both of them was there. And their <laughs> defense, their defensive line gets after the quarterback. Ask Cousins. He's in a cold tub right now. Mm-hmm. So they get after the quarterback. And they stopped the run. Tampa is gonna be a problem. So they need to act like it. Because you're not beating the Kansas City Chiefs. You're, you're not gonna beat them. Well, Detroit, be- no, stop that, don't, don't do that, don't do that. No, 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 Detroit did not beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They did not beat Kelsey, they did not beat Jones. Jones is up in a box. You saw him? He was <laughs> that boy's a problem. Give a depth to the fans. Yeah, exactly. Right. Give it to the good to, fans. Good to see you. Yeah, right. Now he nah, that y'all ain't beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, let's stop that nonsense. Kelsey on the bit. We're talking their top three players, obviously Mahomes. And then we're talking right. Kelsey and Jones. Well, two of the top three ain't there. What do you mean you beat them? No, no, no. Stop that. Okay. When we play them, 'em, they'll be there. Um I'm right. think I'm I'm right. anticipating they'll both be there. I think they're gonna get something done with Jones. I just don't see them going through that because he's the playmaker that allows, like I was saying earlier about Tommy and um, Wale, when he's there, everybody else's job is easier on defense because he causes so much disruption. So you want that guy there. Um, the Bucs is a problem. They, they want to run it. And what I'm, what I'm scared of, what, what I'm absolutely terrified of is Justin Fields. Let's go back to Justin Fields' first start. In Cleveland mm-hmm. you remember that
0: oh. you remember oh.
2: that he was sacked what oh. nine ten
0: times nine times listen, nine times if
2: this offensive line don't have the chemistry right we're talking about Ty Bowles here listen yeah he's coming from all directions like you, you have no idea it's not gonna be the front four like Green Bay was doing that's just eating us up just by talent it's gonna be these guys are coming from everywhere and Justin if he don't pick it up he's gonna get gonna get hit in the back of the head. And it's gonna be a fumble pickup. They're gonna score. That's what it's gonna be. Or it's gonna be him thinking, thinking that, like, like what he thought today. Like he thought it was this coverage, and it ended up being something else. And they throw the ball right to the defense. It's gonna be that he's gonna have to pick it up. So what we're gonna see, we're gonna get a good feel of if he's understanding defenses. That's what we're gonna get a good feel of. I, I'm, I'm kind of nervous because I'm up in the air with it too. Because I'm kind of, yeah. I'm nervous about it. it could be. We could be 0-4 in the blink of an eye. We could yeah, be 0-4, and, yeah. and then it's like, okay, um, what are we going to do? <laughs> right. yeah. So we right. really, really need to put a lot of emphasis on this game because we need it. It's, it's the second game of the year, but I hope the coaches don't say one time all, all week, well, it's just one game. Yeah, I hope they no. don't say that. Do not say that. Yeah. If this right yeah. here is the game. We, we have to be 1-1 one one after this week.
0: We have to be. AB, I'm looking forward to this season, man. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you, and uh, hope the family as well. Family uh, you trip. know, yeah. I, I know. I, I I follow. I follow everything that you got going on. Uh, you know, shout out to you and the the football after show. You y'all debut Ruthie Polinsky yeah, today. Look, yeah. Looking forward to seeing Coach awesome. and you and Briggs <laughs> do y'all thing, man, all it's season tough. long. Thank Thanks, you, buddy. brother. I appreciate you, man. Anytime, I man. appreciate you, know, you. It's
2: gonna be fun this year. We have a good time.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> Alex Brown will be joining us on a weekly basis here on the Full goal Podcast. Looking forward to it. Uh, from now until the end of the season, we'll see if we uh, have playoffs weeks scheduled after that. But uh, either way, we'll be talking Bears right here. Is Chicago in the house? Let me hear you say, "Yeah!" Yo, you're listening to the Full goal Podcast with my man Jason Golf. Your boy Dave Jeff. Holler, at y'all. Much love. That's all the time we have for episode 288 of the Full Goal Podcast. I want to thank our guest, Alex Brown, longtime Chicago Bear. Alex is going to be joining us every single week this Bear season, breaking down what's happening with the defense, especially the defensive line, what Justin Fields is seeing, the maturation and the evolution of him, because this is the make-or-break year that we have been talking about. Matt Ibraflus, you know, we, last year we, we talked about the roster and how – uh, depleted it was in terms of actual NFL talent. Well, now this is the evaluation year for Matt Eberflus as well. Ryan Poles, has he equipped Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields with the necessary raw materials for them to be successful. We'll be breaking that down every single week with Alex Brown right here on the Full Gold Podcast. I want to thank our terrific production staff, as always, the exceptional one, Kyle Williams, the Chief Vibes Officer himself, Chris Sutton, and my main man, Tony Gill. the fellas i am jason goff thanking you for hanging out with us we're gonna keep doing this thing because the bears got 16 more of these to go right the bears lose 38 to 20 to the green bay packers in week one of the nfl season the ninth straight time in the rivalry that the bears have dropped a game against the hated rivals from the north jordan love starts his career well he didn't start his career, but he gets his era of Green Bay Packers football off on the right foot. And us Bears fans are left wondering what the hell this thing is going to look like this year, especially with Tampa Bay coming up off a of win against your division rival as well in the Minnesota Vikings. So we got a lot more to talk about. We'll hear more press conferences. We'll get more sound from the locker rooms. Of course, Tuesday, we're going to find out what Justin Fields saw after they reviewed the tape because everybody wants to talk about reviewing the tape and not knowing what to say after a game. We'll find out what Justin Fields and Matt flew thought about the tape that they will review on Monday and Tuesday and come back with the pod for y'all on Tuesday evening. So for the fellas, I am Jason Golf. Thanking you so much for downloading this thing. Thank you so much for subscribing to it, for rating and reviewing it, giving it the five stars you know it needs. If not, we're going to see you in these streets. We will talk to y'all on Tuesday. And the voicemail line is open all football season for you. All football season is open 773 359 3103. That's 773 359 3103. You leave your uncensored, uh, you know, unedited. Um, you know, unfiltered, whatever un you want to throw on it, you leave those voicemails right there at the full go voicemail line. We'll uh, we'll play them if they're entertaining or captivating or intriguing or anything out there. Any other adjective that I could use to describe y'all silly phone calls? So check out the voicemail line. Continue to hang out with us here on the full go, and we leave you with this: as Must always, be 21 take and care over, of each other, and present safe, select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas right the under go go Boomer, Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred. Or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1 800 NEXT STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1 888 789 7777, or visit CCPG.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1 800 9 with it in Indiana, 1 800 522 4700, or visit KSGAMBLINGHELP.com in Kansas, 1 877 770 STOP in Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in maryland visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in west virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in wyoming hope is here visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24 7 support in massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text h-o-p-e-n-y in new york